Keep on the sunny side, always on the sunny side. Keep on the sunny side of life. It will help us every day. It will brighten all the way if you keep on the sunny side of life. Hi, my name is Joe Martin. I'm the pastor at First Baptist Church in Toledo, Washington. I want to thank you for taking a few moments to listen to or watch this video. And I want to talk to you about, I was thinking about this song. Pastor Mike and I uh, went to Korea years ago. And we were. I was taught this song by a, a pastor, a Korean pastor named. And, I, and he really believed it, this song. And I believed it. I still believe it. This was the song, this was the message that brought me, the motive, the thing that motivated me, that brought me to Toledo to be your pastor or to talk to you in the first place. And that's never changed. And here's how the song goes. Everybody ought to know. Everybody ought to know. Everybody ought to know who Jesus is. Everybody ought to know. Everybody ought to know, everybody ought to know who Jesus is. Let's try that. Everybody ought to know, everybody ought to know, everybody ought to know who Jesus is. Everybody ought to know, everybody ought to know. Everybody ought to know who Jesus is. I still believe that's true. And I know that in this era, we're in a time period right now where that message has kind of gotten lost. Those basic message, that basic message of the gospel. There's a lot of other gospels going on around. And they actually are quite popular. The political gospel or the nationalistic gospel. Doesn't matter what country you're in, but it's especially true around these parts. These are um, actually filling oftentimes church buildings with people that may or may not really believe much in Jesus, who Jesus is. But they do believe in these other things. But the good news, everybody ought to know who Jesus is. It's still what changes people's lives in the way they need to be changed. And it is the message, I still believe, this is the message that you and your friends and your relatives, you really want to hear. This is the message. You know, they did a survey uh, a while back, and they asked people a very interesting question. They said, what are the most what is the most important thing, the most important statement you like to hear? What is the most important statement you like to hear? Now, they got many statements from people. Oh, this is the most important. The, the, the statement I most like to hear is this. This is the statement I most like to hear. Now, the first one was not surprising. I love you. That, that doesn't surprise us. The second one may be a little bit more surprising. I forgive you. And the third one, 
I couldn't have guessed it, and neither could the writer I was reading. Here it is. First one is, I love you. The second one is, I forgive you. The third one is, supper is ready. <laughs> I thought, he must be a Baptist, right? Or they must be Baptists. You know, isn't those three statements, I love you, I forgive you, supper's ready, isn't this the gospel story in a nutshell? I love you, I forgive you, supper is ready. You know, the uncorrupted, the uncorrupted gospel, the gospel that hasn't been mixed in with somebody else's worldly agenda, it touches what we all most deeply long to hear. We have a lot of barriers. And by the way, in this day, it seems like there are many, many people that, uh, more people that once went to church that are more resistant than ever, and many other people that are going for different reasons. But all of us deep down inside, and every single person you know, longs to hear those three things. I love you. I forgive you. Supper's ready. You know, this is true with our relationship with God. Your friends and your relatives, your neighbors, your co-workers, they long to hear God say in a way they understand, I love you no matter what. I love you no matter what. I've always been astounded that God would say that to me. I really have. This guy who came out of the drug addiction and a dysfunctional family and all kinds of struggles in life, that God said to me that one night, I love you, and he's never stopped saying it. He's saying it to you, too. As a matter of fact, do you remember the verse? You learned it in Sunday school. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You know, some I've heard some people say it like this. For God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son, that if you, you could put your name in, would believe in him, you'll not perish, but you'll have eternal life. John went on many years later to write in 1 John 4, 8, he says, For the one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In other words, God loves you because that's who God is. And then he says this, By this, the love of God was manifested or made known in us that God sent his son, his only begotten son, into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that God loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. Wow. You know what he's saying this to you? And you should, you could say this too. God loves you. He loves you. My friend for many, many years, he was a pastor for probably 60 or more years. He was a pastor at First Baptist Church in Longview and some other places. Pastor Ted Cotton, a wonderful friend of mine. One day we used to have lunch and uh, Ted said to me, I came across an amazing thing. I came to realize an amazing thing. It finally dawned on me. We were eating, and he said, he looked me right in the eyes, he said, God loves me. Then he paused, and he, he said, he really does. He said, 
and the tears were rolling down his face. All those years he'd been preaching the gospel, he knew it was true. But on a deepest level, he finally heard God say to his own heart, God loves me. First John says in 3, one, he says, See how great a love the Father has bestowed on us, on you, on me, that we would be called the children of God, and such we are. Remember what he said, in this is love, chapter 4, 1 John, verse 10. Not that we loved God, but that God loved us and sent his Son to be a propitiation for our sins. Now, propitiation, what's that mean? That's a Bible term. You know what it means? Well, it means with that next statement that we all want to hear. I forgive you. That's what God says to you. When we see the word propitiation, it's God saying, I forgive you no matter what. Totally, I forgive you. That's what propitiation means. Here's it. It's Jesus saying to you, when you are upset about your sin and your past and your failures, he says, hey, I love you. I took care of that for you. That sin problem you had, I forgive you. And what about that third statement? Where does that fit into the gospel? I love you, God says. I forgive you through the work of Christ on the cross. Supper's ready. Remember the old song? I think Kay Lyon used to sing it wonderfully. Come and dine, the master calleth, come and dine. This is the message. The marriage supper is ready. And it's ready for you. It's ready for you. It's ready for you and your friends too. This is the best news of all. Supper is ready. And your whole family will be there. Supper's ready. There's a place at the table for you and for them. This is what Revelation 9, 19.9 says. Then he said to me, write, blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, these are true words of God. You're invited. You are. He says in Revelation nineteen seventeen. then I saw the angel standing in the sun and he cried out with a loud voice saying to all the birds which fly in mid heaven, come assemble for the great supper of God. Isn't it amazing? Even the creation itself will be crying it out. This is the message you've always wanted to hear. This is the message that everyone's always wanted to hear. Your friends have always wanted to hear. Not all this other stuff that gets mixed in about politics and about one thing or the other. The message that people, the people that really need Jesus, not just people that are moving around from one religious group to the other, but the people that really need Jesus, your friends, I love you, God says. I forgive you. Supper's ready. Come on. This is the message you want to hear and everybody wants to hear. They don't want those mixed up bad ideas, that bad news. So many people think when they hear about Christians, they don't think good news anymore. They think bad news. They want to hear this word, I love you, from God. And you know where they're going to hear it? They're going to hear it through you. They want to hear, I forgive you, from God. And you know where they're going to need to hear it? Through you. He's included you. He's included us in his purpose. 
And you know what? Supper's ready from God. That's what they want to hear. They want to hear that phrase, won't you come and join with me? Won't you come and join with me? Won't you come? Jesus says, you remember the old passage? He says to even his own people, I stand at the door and I knock. Let me in and we'll dine together. Supper's ready. Behold, I stand at the door and knock again. And if anyone hears, anyone, you, hears my voice and opens the door, your friend that you think, oh, they're too far gone. No, anyone. I will come to them and will dine with him and he with me. Accept the invitation. Share the invitation with everyone. Because you know what it is? That message. I love you. I forgive you. Supper's ready. It really is the good news. Thanks for listening to this. Please share it with some people. And don't just share the message. This Don't just share this video or this audio. Go tell them God loves you. God forgives you through Christ. Supper's ready. You're invited to the party. Thank you for watching. Remember, everybody ought to know.